Keep God's word on your lips Meditate on it day and night Be careful to do what it says Then you will truly be successful Keep God's word on your Hey everybody, it's day 12 of our 90 day challenge. Today's topic is sometimes less is more. Judges, the seventh chapter, the first through the 25th verse. Judges 7 and 1. Early in the morning, Jerubbaal, that is Gideon, and all his men camped at the spring of Harod. The camp of Midian was north of them in the valley near the hill of Moreh. The Lord said to Gideon, you have too many men. I cannot deliver Midian into their hands or Israel would boast against me. My own strength has saved me. Now announce to the army, anyone who trembles with fear may turn back and leave Mount Gilead. So 22,000 men left while 10,000 remained. But the Lord said to Gideon, there are still too many men. Take them down to the water and I will thin them out for you there. If I say this one shall go with you, he shall go. But if I say this one shall not go with you, he shall not go. So Gideon took the men down to the water. There the Lord told him, separate those who lap the water with their tongues as a dog laps from those who kneel down to drink. 300 of them drank from cupped hands, lapping like dogs. All the rest got down on their knees to drink. The Lord said to Gideon, With the 300 men that lapped, I will save you and give the Midianites into your hands. Let all the others go home. So Gideon sent the rest of the Israelites home, but kept the 300 who took over the provisions and the trumpets of the others. Now the camp of Midian lay below him in the valley. During that night, the Lord said to Gideon, Get up. Go down against the camp because I am going to give it into your hands. If you are afraid to attack, go down to the camp with your servant Pura and listen to what they are saying. Afterward, you will be encouraged to attack the camp. So he and Pura, his servant, went down to the outposts of the camp. The Midianites, the Amalekites, and all the other eastern peoples had settled in the valley thick as locusts. Their camels could no more be counted than the sand on the seashore. Gideon arrived just as a man was telling a friend his dream. I had a dream, he was saying. A round loaf of barley bread came tumbling into the Midianite camp. It struck the tent with such force that the tent overturned and collapsed. His friend responded, this can be nothing other than the sword of Gideon, son of Joash, the Israelite. God has given the Midianites and the whole camp into his hands. When Gideon heard the dream and its interpretation, he bowed down and worshiped. He returned to the camp of Israel and called out, get up. The Lord has given the Midianite camp into your hands. Dividing the 300 men into three companies, he placed trumpets and empty jars in the hands of all of them with torches inside. Watch me, he told them. Follow my lead. When I get to the edge of the camp, do exactly as I do. When I and all who are with me blow our trumpets, then from all around the camp, blow yours and shout for the Lord and for Gideon, Gideon and the hundred men, 
with him reached the edge of the camp at the beginning of the middle watch, just after they had changed the guard. They blew their trumpets and broke the jars that were in their hands. The three companies blew the trumpets and smashed the jars, grasping the torches in their left hands and holding in their right hands the trumpets they were to blow. They shouted, a sword for the Lord and for Gideon. While each man held his position around the camp, all the Midianites ran, crying out as they fled. When the 300 trumpets sounded, the Lord caused the men throughout the camp to turn on each other with their swords. The army fled to Beth Shittah toward Zerorah, as far as the border of Abel Meholah near Tabith. Israelites from Nephtali, Asher, and all Manasseh were called out and they pursued the Midianites. Gideon sent messengers throughout the hill country of Ephraim saying, come down against the Midianites and seize the waters of the Jordan ahead of them as far as Beth Barah. So all the men of Ephraim were called out and they seized the waters of the Jordan as far as Beth Barah. They also captured two of the Midianite leaders, Oreb and Zeb. They killed Oreb at the rock of Oreb and Zeb at the winepress of Zeb. They pursued the Midianites and brought the heads of Oreb and Zeb to Gideon, who was by the Jordan. Our worship thought for today is sometimes less is more. Before we dive headfirst into our worship lesson, let's take a brief tour around the book of Judges. Fun fact, Judges covers over 300 years of history and mentions 11 leaders who judged Israel, Othniel, Shamgar, Deborah, Gideon, Tola, Jair, Jephthah, Ibzan, Elon, Abdon, and Samson. Every time the Israelites repented, God raised up another judge to bring them to a place of deliverance. Why? Because God loves us too much to allow us to live beneath the standard of living Jesus died for. One of those judges was a man by the name of Gideon. When God called Gideon into leadership, like most biblical characters, Gideon wasn't quite ready. When Judges 6 opens, God does a lot to convince Gideon that he is worthy and ready. First, he sends an angel to Gideon and says two important things. The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. I love that God speaks to us according to how he sees us and not according to how we see ourselves. I love how God speaks to who we will become, even if who we are right now is antithetical to that reality. Gideon was a mighty warrior in God's eyes, even though in his mind, he was the least likely to succeed. Nevertheless, God starts their conversation with the same words he told Joshua, I am with you. God says to Gideon the same thing Jesus said to his disciples, Lo, I am with you always. You know, the more I read the Holy Bible, the more those words, I am with you, hit me differently. They simmer into my spirit like a perfectly seasoned Thanksgiving turkey. Wow, God is with me. But Gideon isn't buying it. In spite of these comforting words, Gideon is still reluctant to take on this leadership role. So he challenges God by saying, if the Lord is with us, why has all of this happened to us? I love his honesty. I love his forthrightness because most of us would have said thank you in front of the angel's face and whatever. I'm staying home behind his back. But Gideon asks an important question that I think leads to a common misunderstanding about God. Many people assume that God being with you means you will not suffer, you will not cry, you will not have bad days, but the truth is quite the opposite. 
Many are the afflictions of the righteous, says Psalm 34, 19. And the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared to God's glory, says Romans 1, 18. Both of these scriptures point to the reality of God's presence and suffering at the same time. Here is the lesson. Everything, even our pain, has purpose. Our suffering is only for a season. Your affliction has a deadline. God is not going to leave you even when you want him to. So God strengthens Gideon, answers his questions, and empowers him to save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Still, Gideon asks for a sign, and in Judges 6.20, God causes fire to flare from the rock. Dramatically, Gideon starts flipping out because he thinks he has seen the Lord face to face and in so doing, he is going to die. But the Lord says to him, peace, do not be afraid. You are not going to die. Pause for a moment and hear God's words being spoken over you today. Peace, do not be afraid. You are not going to die. Declare it with me. Peace. I will not be afraid. I am not going to die. One more time. Peace. I will not be afraid. I am not going to die. Beyond Gideon's fear and apprehension, I believe those words were written to reach us right now. For those who are still nervous about dying too soon and for those who feel like God will leave us midstream, hear the word of the Lord. You are not going to die. You will not just die old, you will die finished. God will empower you to accomplish everything he put inside of you. The moment you think you need more in order to get it done, God will reduce your army and show you, I am the God who can do more with less. Our worship lesson from Gideon's story in Judges 7 is simple. Sometimes less is more. Sometimes our greatest upgrade is a downsize. Sometimes the more we have, the more we tend to relish in our own strength. But when God starts chipping down your army, clipping down your finances, removing all the props and still meeting your needs, he teaches us in the pruning that indeed God is with us. I'll never forget hearing Bishop T.D. Jake say these words at a small conference several years ago. God is cutting you down to your core. As he said it, he took an apple in his hand and began to cut the apple with a knife. He started at the outer layers and said, most people pick the apple because of how beautiful the color is on the outside. But the true value of an apple can only be seen once you cut it down to its core. He kept cutting. He kept cutting. As he cut, he peeled back layers and layers of more fruit until he got to the seed. Then he stared at us from the stage and said, this is why the cutting is necessary. So that you can be reminded that the fruit is a fruit not because of its layers, not because of its color, but because of its seed. Today, as you worship, consider downsizing. Consider using less. Consider asking fewer people and watch God teach you a lesson in the less. Vine, I am your branch. Seed, I am your fruit. Thank you for cutting me down to my core. Thank you for giving me what I need even when I don't know that I need it. Lord, I am learning to trust you even when I can't trace you. And this is hard. But I'm yours, Lord. Everything I am, 
everything I'm not, and with everything I've got, I am yours. Help me to be completely yours. In Jesus' name, amen. Your worship work today is to remember that sometimes less is more. So eliminate with focus. I want you to read or listen to just one chapter from the book Essentialism, The Disciplined Pursuit of Less by Greg McCowan. Ask God to reveal those things to you that you need to eliminate. I shall live to declare his works. I'll live to speak well of his name. I'll live, gonna give him praise. Yeah. 
myself today. I'll stick to myself today.